This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the show that just like the ring, in seven days you will die. A little on the inside. I'm your co-host, Alice Vaughn, and with me I have my gorgeous co-host, Yvette Dontremont, aka Desai Babe. Yvette, how are you doing today? It's another day in the apocalypse, so the fact that I'm not dead yet, it means I'm winning. It means you're ahead in, in apocalypse bingo. How many things have you checked off your apocalypse bingo card that you haven't expected to? Uh, all of them? I don't that- know. <laughs> I mean, it's like I, I'm still waiting for the sodomy geese, personally. <laughs> and by waiting, I mean ant- anticipating eagerly. Because we're going to write a port about that shit. You're just suggesting cosplay. Basically, at this point. I mean, I don't know. It's, does that count as a furry or is that a feathery? Are there featheries? Yeah, I have no idea. Like, what is there a different category for something that has feathers? Christopher, we need your expertise. We have someone on here who might be able to answer this. <laughs> I honestly don't know. This is a weird tangent for me already. So I'm, I'm just <laughs> trying to keep up. Look, I had to caffeinate myself way too much this morning and I'm on way too little sleep. And the combination is doing fun things to my brain. So we're going with okay. it. <laughs> Tickle your ass with a feather. I get it. <laughs> By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited. We have Mr. Christopher from What's a Safe Word and... Okay, I already love you because you've directed gay porn. Been in gay porn. Been in gay porn. <laughs> yeah. Who hasn't? Okay, I haven't yet. Uh, <laughs> the year is young. It's it's only, what, August of 2020? That's already been like 600 years so far, this millennia. Yeah, you have some time left. You could do this. I just first have to find someone shooting gay porn in New York. That won't be hard. Oh, yeah, that doesn't happen a lot. Well, you know, it's hard for the production. Because uh, you have to load equipment up and down. There's no street parking. So that's why LA, Vegas are great for that. And the weather's just a mess compared to LA. It's consistent. Right. And everyone has cramped, tiny apartments. <laughs> can you make socially distanced lesbian porn? I think you can trib while still keeping, while not breathing on each other. I'm sure that's out there. <laughs> Pandemic porn. It's coming. <laughs> It's already here, probably. I have to say, though, you're probably our first daddy that we've had on the show. Oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. Like daddy. That's actually new to me. So um, it's kind of weird. I'm 51 years old. I started in porn when I was 19, and I was this skinny little Twinkie, you know, with the bubble butt, and I was perfect for porn because of that. And then as I aged, then I started directing more, and I got into the commercial aspects of it and stuff. But then when studio porn went under about, oh, I'd say 2015, people stopped paying for it. Mm -hmm. I was let go of my job and I just, all of a sudden I was a daddy and everyone was like, daddy. Oh yeah, I like daddies. (laughs) And I was like, all right, well, this works. (laughs) I guess I'll be a daddy now. (laughs) It's good work if you can get it. Yeah. It just keeps falling in my lap. Literally. So <laughs> sometimes I have to bend them over my lap. But yeah. I was going to say, I don't even have a comeback for that. That was just. That's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> no, but what's also what's weird to me now, and with what's the safe word now, my puppy. So I have a puppy who started a YouTube channel. He's way more articulate than I am and really socially responsible and learned about all these things. And I'm just. Grumpy daddy, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but now his YouTube channel has gotten such a following that we now have an audience of 60% women. And that actually 
really surprises me. And I don't know how to handle that. I don't know what to do because I'll be in an airport or something trying to connect flights. And some woman out of like in her 30s will be like, oh my God, are you Mr. Christopher? And they'll start fangirling. And I'm just like, ah, I don't know what to do with this right now. So it's interesting being gay porn star and women liking you. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, it's definitely a thing. I mean, you have to bear in mind that when we watch straight porn, we don't get to see the things that we want to see as women generally when it comes to straight porn. Uh. It's very much geared towards a straight male. I mean, think of even a masturbation scene. It's only women in straight porn getting off. I never get to see a guy just Uh. uh, jerk one off. Oh, that's actually true. I hadn't thought of that. They do as much as possible to like steer away from looking at the penis. It's like, don't don't admit that the man is in here. Oh, that's true. Because when I used to, before I could get porn legally, I used to go into my dad's porn closet and I just wait to see the penis. And you never did. It was always vagina, vagina, vagina. Exactly. I'm like fast forwarding through that trying to find penis. (laughs) Just in case there's accidental eye slippage, because that would make you gay. Oh, yeah, that would. Well, I kind of knew I was, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if not, there is a VHS tape that will turn you gay. What? Tell me more. Oh, my God. This was scary. I wonder if this is how I became gay. You know, we uh, some of us some of us slip and fall face first into the genitalia, and we go, "This is where I'm stuck." Some of us watch a VHS. For others, it's an eight track laser disc. <laughs> so, what we reviewed this week, and I thought, you know what, let's do it because this has been the most requested gay porn, probably the only gay porn with a plot that most people know uh, that have ever heard of porns of plot, which is the whole. And I've heard so many great things. And okay, if you're familiar with The Ring, it's a very similar concept. So, Yvette, how do you describe The Ring for someone who's never watched it? Okay, confession, I haven't seen The Ring. <gasps> okay. Confession, I haven't. I don't like scary movies. I haven't seen it yeah, either. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Like, here's the thing. Anything that involves, like, a possession type stuff, it's, it's mm. not a thing I can watch. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. Like, there are certain types of scary movies I can do, and there are certain types I can't. And, like, possession things, mm-mm. Creepy little girls, nah. Although watching this, I, I get the possession thing, but I'm also, I enjoy hypnotism. So to me, the guys in this video kind of were like being hypnotized. Hypnotized into gaydom. Yes. <laughs> You're getting very, very gay. <laughs> you are slowly loving cock, loving cock, gay. loving cock. Daddy says so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so for those of you who have never seen The Ring, it's a very simple concept. You watch a VHS tape. After seven days, you die. You're visited by a creepy little girl prior to, you know, that happening. But that's the general concept. So they're equating death and being gay. Is this is what you're telling me? <laughs> this is the premise of this? Yeah, it's funny because the the guy who's like the main character in this movie seems to like the, the one who's like trying to stop this from. He's like, no, I can't turn gay. Like, through, he's like, I got to I got to stop this from happening you know he seems to be treating it like that and that's the reporter right yeah yes the reporter in the monotone voice who always is benny like like what did benny you benderson say? from where was it the san bernardino examiner san Ber- oh my god <laughs> oh and he's swedish we can't forget that oh yes yeah, are you sure he's not german or danish 
<laughs> Running joke narration. in the film kept having to bring up, oh, are you, you, what are you again? So Swedish. Swedish. Was that a thing that happened in the ring too? Was there a report? No. Like, I, there was a reporter, but they never questioned their ethnicity or, you know. <laughs> or where hey, they're from. They're where's there. your accent from? I was wondering if that was like a throwback to the movie. I just wasn't sure because it was like, this seems no, like. they just were into Swedes. <laughs> I, I mean, and wait, no, the Swede was into the. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to go somewhere with Swedish fish, but it didn't seem appropriate. Don't worry. We have IKEA jokes we could drop later on. Okay. <laughs> we could assemble something. <laughs> so the entire premise here, though, is instead we have a VHS tape where after seven days you become gay. Right. Now, is this normal? Yeah, that's how it happens. Has no one told you this? Well, that's why we switched from VHS to DVD, actually. There was just so much gaydom in the 90s. Alice doesn't know because she's a youngin, but like this is what was happening. Uh, I understand. Like, excuse you, I had the whole Disney collection on VHS. Did the Little Mermaid with the penis spire, is that what was turning kids gay? Is that how that started? Obviously. This is why it never transferred well to Blu-ray. <laughs> to the audience out there that does not remember, uh, there was a, an artist that snuck in like one of the spires in the in the background oh, uh, from the from the castle in Little Mermaid that was under the water. They snuck in one that looked like a, it was a penis. And as penis. one of the teachers at the preschool that my mom taught at, this southern woman that you would never have thought would say that she went, "Oh, it's an erect one too." <laughs> that was all I remembered from that. <laughs> I mean, let's be frank. When you're animating any cartoon, for how long were they doing it? I mean, we're talking about way back early in the 90s when they were still animating a lot of stuff by hand. I'm sure you got bored enough where you're like, all right, we're slipping a dick joke in here. Like, I mean, yeah. how many times did you draw dicks when you were bored in school? I'm sure a Disney animator got bored of drawing mermaids. and They're like, dick time. I'm sure that snuck in a lot. I hope so. They made Garston gay out in the open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was he? <laughs> He seemed like it. <laughs> Was he just fighting really hard for, for a beard in that case? Could be, yes. yes you know, he, wanted, he needed cover. He was definitely trying too hard to be straight. It's <laughs> Kind of yeah. like these guys in this movie. Right? Yes. <laughs> Which they really are trying hard to be straight. Hard as fuck. Hard. What, what cracked me up about the first scene, though, is, or maybe it was the second scene when the reporter came and asked him, he said, "I'm now. I'm a friend of um, friend uh, of Judy. Yeah, but no. It's, and the reporter goes, well, it's supposed to be a friend of Dorothy. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know where that came from? No, I know some of the history of it. Yeah. Back when gay men were closeted, and <clears throat> the Wizard of Oz came out, right? One of their code words for knowing if you buttered your bread on the same side as them, they just ask if you're a friend of Dorothy, because only a gay man would be." a fan of The Wizard of Oz and Judy Garland. <laughs> so that was just code for are you gay? Are you a friend of Dorothy? I learned something new. See? Yeah. So they threw a lot of those old gay cliches into this movie, which I thought was very funny. I mean, it was great also. They started with another Judy Garland bit when he was asking, okay, after he watched the videotape, he's trying to, uh, no, wait, uh, one of his friends 
yeah, had already like had, it had been gone the seven past days. The seven yep. days. Yeah, it's been the seven days. He got the phone call saying, you're gay. <laughs> yeah, I love that voice. You're gay. <laughs> Which would you rather watch? This, a, it was a straight porn or this? And it was, was it The Wizard of Oz or was it like just the Judy Garland collection of? Oh, yeah, I think it was, uh, wasn't Barbara Streisand? No, it was, it, was some, it was some singer like that. I can't remember. It was very cliche. It was either Judy, uh, Bet, or yeah, it's like one of the ones that if you don't yeah. see it and think gay, you have been asleep for the last 40 years. Exactly. <laughs> so, but we have to talk about the one moment that has nothing to do with the regular ring and was just kind of so out of place for me, which was right after that. But before the reporter comes, he decides to play his guitar and sing a song about being, being gay. gay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it was actually, to and be it was fair, a cute little ditty. Yeah. It wasn't a bad <laughs> song. I was like, man, like, were they just bored cute. on the set while they were making this? And this guy like made this up and they're like, fuck it, we're putting it in. But what I didn't understand, and maybe you can help me. So right after that, the reporter asked him to tell him where he first saw it. And then it cuts to this gorgeous guy masturbating. I didn't understand that connect. No idea. It was just like thrown in masturbation just for yeah. fun. Hey, but it didn't have anything to do with the story. It's a gay porn. Don't question it. No, <laughs> That's I have to question these things. <laughs> I used to do this. <laughs> I was really confused about that too. I'm like, was did it just show up like in his dreams as he was? But like, I, I feel like, and if I know Jet Set, so I worked for a competing studio when this ah. one came out, and Jason Adonis was one of their big models, and he was kind of troublesome. Um, <laughs> he's he's hard to handle. <laughs> but uh, uh, if, We need all the tea. Hi. <laughs> he was also kind of a bad actor in this. Sorry. Oh, yeah. He's a horrible actor, but his ego was pumped up so high. He was like the next Matthew Rush uh, kind of persona, if you know who that is. Mm -hmm. And they were stroking his ego so much, so he <laughs> became kind of a prima donna. So what I think happened was they already had that scene in the can from some other production oh. and felt the need need to put it they because when you pay a model and at that yeah. time and you're paying them thousands of dollars at that time you're not just going to let footage sit around so i feel like they just put in this solo scene just to fill some space because it, it made no sense although he did get up from the window after like playing really artfully with his cum on his chest that was a nice touch <laughs> Like we all do. <laughs> my guess is, and this is something that I feel happens sometimes, my guess is they put it in thinking, we'll connect this to the the VHS somehow, and they connected it somehow, and then someone was like, oh, cut this out. And like the thing they needed to connect the two like was left somewhere on the editing room floor. Sure. I want to know what the footage was. So the typical roadmap for these storyline porns back when I worked for Falcon and Colt was you would have three dual sex scenes one orgy, and then one solo. You would integrate that into the storyline because that's what your budget was. So you had to pay all oh, those guys up the orgy. Oh, and we had that. Yeah. yeah. If you look at every storyline movie, I can give you a whole handful, you're going to find three duos, one solo, and an orgy. Just like in straight parodies, you'll have four uh, couples banging uh, hetero and then one, one lesbian one. scene in the middle. Oh, really? They always put a yeah. lesbian scene in? There's always at least mm -hmm. one le one lesbian scene. Like, I gotta huh. break up the straight sex. Is that for the lesbians? No. no. <laughs> just Never. <laughs> <that one. laughs> Never. It's quotations lesbian sex. Ah, 
Got it. It is performative lesbian <laughs> performative, sex. Performative, I bet it is. <laughs> like, I want to know what what gay sex for straight men would look like, if that's a thing that would ever come out. And I'm like, nah, it would just oh, be- I've, <gasps> I've directed it a lot. <laughs> Ooh, tell us, tell no, us. No, I, mean, okay. I mean, I've had two straight actors trying to get it on with each other. That's- Hard, not oh, man. actually not hard, but it's, just, it's a lot of droopy dicks. Oh man, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's I, sad sword fighting. So what you're saying is being gay is not a choice. <laughs> I'm shocked. What? Someone call my. No, friends. it happens when you watch a tape, and then you seven <laughs> days later. <laughs> Have we got to send heard? this episode to like NASA or some shit. This is scientifical. What's funny. So I've been directing since 1995. And so from 95 to 2005, we would hire a lot of straight actors because the gay clientele kind of liked the, you know, they're, they're straight, they're ungettable kind of aspect to them. Forbidden fruit. And some amazing bodybuilders did it. I feel like my gay guy friends still like that in the men they date. So, sometimes. <laughs> I think I think as time has gone on, we've evolved past that because we're like, oh my God, they're a mess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they're not going to give me what I want. Help um, them. <laughs> so we've moved on. And now the gay guys have like, they've totally muscled up and they could take on any straight guy. But back at in that time is like these straight like bodybuilders. And so we would pay them a lot of money and they would come on set with all this bravado. Nobody's going to fuck me. I don't kiss. Uh, da, da, da. And they're like, I'm just going to fuck everyone and, and get paid and go home. Well, the problem with that is you have to be hard <laughs> to be able to fuck somebody, right? So now you have a limp dick all fucking day long. They're they're beautiful to look at, oh, but man. they're just and this was before Viagra. So oh, wow. Viagra came along and that helped. Some of them did Caverjack. And so I'm sorry, what's this word we don't know? <laughs> We're just a generation. Like I'm, I'm an elder millennial. She's a mid millennial, and you're okay. you're Gen Xy, and we're behind. So you know Viagra, right? Yes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. yes, yes. And now there's all sorts of herbal Viagras. Well, yeah. Caverjack is a steroid that you shoot in a tiny, tiny little needle in your dick, <gasps> and it makes your dick hard. The downside with this, if you do it wrong, your dick stays uh- hard. Longer than it should, and sometimes you have to go to the hospital and get it drained. I would think the downside would be you're sticking a needle in your dick. Oh, well, that's a big one, yeah. And you have to be careful not to hit a vein when you do that. Ah, oh. Personally, I'd say <laughs> I if you're— I love that it's hurting the women just thinking about this, like, and they don't even have dicks. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking, like, because I've had to have um, a catheter put in before, and that's not pleasant, and that's, like, I'm just I'm just saying, men, like, we don't want yeah. your penises to hurt. That sounds no. horribly unpleasant. No, I'm glad Viagra hath come along for you. We want yes. your dicks to work. So in the beginning, it was kind of done openly, but then because of prescription drugs on set and stuff, we were like, nobody wants to know about it. If you have to do that, go do it on your own, get your own prescription, blah, 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 because liability factors. But guys would do it, and then you know (laughs) they'd get on a plane with a boner going home and then have to end up in the emergency room because they had to get their dick drained when they they landed. So. So anyway, back to my story. I think I got off on a tangent or boner tangent. We were talking about bodybuilders on set. Our show is all tangents, though. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay, good. So then around 2005, then all of a sudden the straight guys started understanding that if they got fucked, they didn't have to work so hard. 
and their girlfriends weren't <laughs> pissed off at them. So for some reason, if That's- they were taking the dick, they weren't fucking someone. That's amazing. I want to know that there are girlfriends where if their boyfriend decides to bone another dude, would get mad at them? Well, because they're fucking somebody else. Oh, okay. They're mad at topping but not bottoming. <laughs> but if they're getting fucked, then that's not <laughs> that's okay. Doesn't that make sense? It totally makes sense. I like where some people draw the line. <laughs> I only know this because you I would ask and there was this one bottom who was straight. He's phenomenal bottom and he and he discovered his prostate. So that's what Aww, happened yes. next. Where all these When a man guys, discovers a prostate, Jesus hugs a kitten. Oh my god. Then they become big, big bottoms. But um <laughs> So all these straight guys suddenly understood that bottoming was actually the better choice for doing gay porn because oh we'd throw them in a jockstrap and get let them get pounded with the big dick. I have to ask, I mean, did a lot of these straight guys, you know, do gay porn for the first time? Because, I mean, I know as a woman, I anal prep, you got to prep and stretch. Yeah. That's not- oh. Some work goes into that. Or were drugs involved to speed up the process? Uh, I never know. did drugs on my set, but um, great. The, <laughs> I once I, I directed two guys that were just stoned. That was impossible. Oh, um, had the munchies the entire yeah, time. <laughs> they just couldn't focus. One couldn't even tie his shoes. I mean, <laughs> I literally trying to get him out of his pants, and he couldn't do it. He's oh so man, stoned. I've been kind of couch locked before, but Alice has seen me very, very, very high, and she didn't even know I was high. Oh wow, you're a very functioning high. My husband works uh, as the chief scientist at a cannabis company. Nice. Uh, so it's so we have, if you're, I don't know if you're located in the LA area, but if you're- San Francisco. Uh, but I have a cannabis store across the street. When one day the world is open, come down and get high with us. Anyways, okay. but yeah, like I, I took an edible that I did not realize how big it was uh, before uh, the was, uh, Expos Awards. And I was just like, I'm going to be a little quiet so that I don't say anything stupid. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. so, <clears throat> so one time she seemed me quiet in our long friendship. <laughs> So it happens. I was slightly concerned. Uh, Originally, I thought, oh, is she mad or something? And then eventually she pulls me over and she's like, Alice, I'm so high. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry that you thought I was mad for even a second. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. What did I do wrong this time? I'm glad we could work that out, guys. Who needs therapy? We've got a podcast. This is where we bring our couples therapy. So let me just finish with the progression of the straight to gay. So then what? What happened in like 2010, that kind of thing, I started – because I'd pick up models from the airport and take them to the set. And I would ask them when they got in the car, so are you gay or straight? And one guy in 2010 was like, well, that's a silly question. And I'm like, "Mm, Hmm. really? I kind of need to know. (laughs) And he's like, I'm just sexual. I don't like to label it. And then so this whole bevy after him, they didn't define themselves as gay or straight. They were just sexual. Kids and these just enjoying days. It. I know, right? <laughs> so that was the whole progression of my career from wow. like gay for bay, I'm just fucking everybody, to now I'm just going to be a big bottom too. Now we just like sex. So, which I prefer, actually. Right? <laughs> you know, maybe this new attitude is opening up the door to more sexual experiences to, for, yeah. for these people. If it's working for them, fucking great. I'm loving this new generation. They're so open to everything. And and that's one thing yeah. with what's the safe word. So we do like this kinky sex podcast. 
And I am learning so much from millennials. It's crazy. And and consent, all these new words for me. (laughs) I love that you're saying you're learning from millennials. I'm sure they're learning things from you too. But like, I love that you're saying you're learning as opposed to it's like, no, you listen to me, young people. It's like, it's nice to hear that. I do do that, but I also always listen to them yeah. because, you know, a lot of them are way smarter than me. Don't tell them. Um. <laughs> oh, no. It's like I'm already at that age where I'm like, what do you do with the snappity chat, kids? Oh. Like, I, I've stopped at Instagram. I'm like, that's the last app that I understand. Like, sure. I'm like, from here on out, I need like a, a Gen Zer to like suck the blood out of to keep me youthful. <laughs> tell me how, how to do the things, kids. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much part of like, QAnon, right? So I think so. I'm not far. I need the adrenochrome. <laughs> I'll call up Chrissy Teigen, see what she's doing this weekend. If we can drain the blood of another one. QAnon, you understand this. Wow. Sorry. This took a dark turn. I kid, I kid. <laughs> okay, so you directed gay porn. Uh, yeah. So I have to say, uh, because you were directing it for such a long time and you were involved in it, what would you say the most surprising change has been over the duration of however many years? So one thing is these storyline-driven porns don't exist anymore. The studios can't pay for them because nobody's Mm -hmm. buying porn. So that's been the biggest change that I don't think has been great. And when we used to do these, because I did, and we had budgets of Thirty to $60,000 on these things, which is unheard of today. I did one movie on two houseboats on Lake, Lake Powell. Each houseboat was $10,000. It was insane what we used to spend. Oh, man. And when we were doing that, people would co- always complain about the storyline. They would like, just get to the sex. And we would, and it's called B-roll. So the, the story aspects, that takes a whole nother day of shooting. Yeah. So you're not just doing sex and then we would pay the model per sex scene but if we needed them to stay two days for the dialogue we just call it b-roll so we got them for three days but only paid Mm, them for one i do miss those days because it was very much like studio shooting lights camera actions and makeup and all that stuff which you don't see a lot of now it's there but it's like small market yeah because there's nobody buying it yeah like the dedicated porn fans are doing it So what happened next in 2016, 2017, the performers became the producers. So with the OnlyFans, Just for Fans, Is My Guy, Is My Girl, all those fan platforms allowed the model to record. And everyone had an iPhone now. Now technology caught up. And so everyone can just record themselves and upload it. And the fan pays the model directly. And when we, back in the studio days, we would work our asses off not to let the public see the personality of the model because they'd be either queenie or flamboyant or just a mess. So we were always putting out this polished image of them. But what's interesting now, and so if they, so when Twitter came along, we freaked out because the models were like tweeting things and they were were ruining their (laughs) hyper-masculine image that we had tried to do. And All you need to do to control that is have them join a cult like Scientology. Or the whole, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Um, but now, now it's personality based, so people will follow the Kim Kardashian model of consumerism. People will follow the model and see what they put out themselves, and which actually gives the model more power. So I do like that, and I do it myself. So I like that aspect, but I do miss the storyline porn. 
I like a good story. Yeah, it is kind of sad that we don't. I mean, even with straight porn, it's so rare to see storyline porn because there's just no budget. There's no, no. budget. Yeah. There's no time. And unfortunately, you know, the tube sites have kind of changed how people play. I do like, though, the fact that people can reclaim and become their own business now where, you know, the market is a lot more saturated, but because of that, you would now have so many more options as opposed to having to rely on studios to say, here are your options. We're giving them to you as opposed to, oh, uh, my option was not there before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's just the biggest changes I've seen. Nice. So getting back to the porn. uh, So there are a couple (laughs) throwbacks. (laughs) The whole. We're kind of reviewing that. For one time, I was like, I'll be brief. (laughs) So they do have a handful of throwbacks to The Ring, but we'll kind of skip those because you guys haven't really watched The Ring. One of the things I do want to talk about, though, is the dome scene or the orgy scene. Because yeah. mm. this was, okay, so first off, cool dome. Great dome, dude. <laughs> Wasn't it in Texas? Oh, it was in Roswell, New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. Oh, there, so okay. right, yeah. Was that a throwback to anything in The Ring? I don't know. Oh, definitely not. I like there were no orgies in the ring. I guarantee. I, I mean, not the orgy, but like, <laughs> no, was the, there the a location. dome? The, like, that's what I was confused. They about. do travel to, I think it's a farm or some sort of a place in the ring because very much like in the porn where they have this film on the VHS tape where it has like a bunch of nonsensical images, which, by the way, in the ring, the images make a lot more sense and every image basically throws back to something. Whereas here, it's like, okay, we're filming a dead fish now. Like, and uh, a horse at a racetrack that's going to be in this VHS tape. <laughs> strange. But what's nice is they did have the connection of, oh, there's a place we have to visit and there is a connection. And obviously the connection is the original owner of the dome died during a fire in a sex party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a little dark. <laughs> that connects to the thing that's going to make you gay somehow. Yeah. It's, of course, that's how. Yeah. Mm. It's our sacrificial uh, lamb, I guess, <laughs> oh. by fire. Yeah, no, it was uh, interesting. And what, what I liked about that was that they could hire some actors that were probably straight and didn't want their face shown because they put masks on everyone. Yes. Okay. I hadn't even thought about that. That's what I think of in casting. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's a great point. And so you can pay them less. You can pay them $300. (laughs) 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 And you'll notice those weren't the ones with the great bodies. Oh, good point. Oh, my God. Your stars you're paying thousands of dollars for, but the extra, yeah. This is your B-list cock, ladies and gentlemen. And that's usually a gay fantasy is to be in an orgy, even though they're the hardest to... Organized. I feel like that's a fantasy of far more people than are willing to admit it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've never planned an orgy, but I could see why it's so hard to organize. I mean, everybody with their schedules nowadays, like, <laughs> like you have to invite more people than you want. So like a party, you're like, okay, so do I really want to invite James to the orgy? He's kind of annoying. <laughs> but I mean, if we need like a seventh person. Right. From trying to arrange people to get together for just like my group online role playing game, like of uh, Dungeons and Dragons, like that's difficult enough. Like how how can I manage to get people for an orgy? Yeah, no, it's it's hard. I can't even imagine. I mean, at least with scheduling for gay porn, it's there's some sort of incentive, like a monetary incentive. Money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will be there. Are you saying <laughs> I should paid. give my friends money to fuck me, Alice? <laughs> 
kidding. Yes. <laughs> whatever works, whatever works. I kid, I kid. I have to say, though, there was something really magical about the end of that orgy scene. Because you have a bunch of guys who are in a circle wearing masks. And, okay, so the way I see it is there's a time in everyone's life where a boy becomes a man, a girl becomes a woman. <laughs> you know, in some cultures, people have quinceañeras or sweet 16s, you know? That man had his first dredging. Gay men get bathed in cum. With baptism of cum. That's what we do. Yeah. While they chant come, 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 come while wearing a hockey mask. I don't know about you, but that's probably the most American thing I've seen. I practically expected someone to say like to like hear a choral <laughs> amen or alleluia at the end of it. <laughs> it was, they did shoot it very spiritually. It was, yes. it was a beautiful like, like, you know, like orgasmic. I was like, Jesus blessed that that group cummage. <laughs> I liked it. I was, was sound with Yeah, it. that was very, very good. Yeah. Like, if I were to be ever bukkakied on by a bunch of monks, like, I would hope I'd get the same treatment. <laughs> I love that you went to title. monks. Is there <laughs> bukkakied on by a bunch of monks? <laughs> Monkaki? <laughs> that would be the name of the, the porno. You know Monkaki. it. Monkaki. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh no! Someone would. <laughs> I'm sure that's out there. That's Please don't cancel me for that. I don't know what that means, and just yeah. So <laughs> there's a bunch of Himalayan monks who don't have access to technology who hated that joke. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't even. Yeah. So, monkaki. Rejoice, our pornosaurs! Sports are back. Probably. And there's a way for you to get in the game, too, with MyBookie. At MyBookie.ag, you can kick up your feet, enjoy your favorite sports and games, watch your team trounce their rivals, and hopefully win a friendly wager or two. Are the numbers looking good for your team today? Use promo code TGOM and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. So now is a great time to try out MyBookie with our promo. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at MyBookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Use the promo code TGOM to double your first deposit, next government stimulus check, or change that you grabbed out of the bottom of a Coinstar machine. And please bet responsibly. Your winning season begins today at mybookie.ag. So wait, what about the scene where they're driving and they're pussy hounds? And oh, oh they my God. Are, they like the most pussies, more than pussy than anybody likes pussy ever. And the phone rings and he, he tells him we're pussy hounds, blah, blah, blah. And it's my, oh. his mother. Hey, mom. Yeah. I love that. That, that was, was a really good plot twist. It was almost good acting from that guy. It reminded me, my first boyfriend, we're talking about like 1992. And I, do you know Jeff Stryker? Yeah. Okay. So he was the big thing back then. And he did this video and he's like, yeah, you like that, don't you? And he kind of became famous for going, yeah, you like that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You like that, (laughs) don't you? This is back in the time of, you won't remember this, but answering machines used to be tapes in your house. Yeah, I had one of those. You'd record. (laughs) So you would record your greeting and then it would tape every message that came in. Uh, Sorry, I'm just explaining to the millennials there. Um, Hey, 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 hey. I I only look this young because of paralytic bacterial neurotoxins, sir. Okay. Got it. Got (laughs) it. Okay. Just to clarify. So anyway, so my boyfriend at the time thought it'd be hilarious to make our answering machine go, yeah, you want to leave us a big message, don't you? Yeah, you do want to leave us a big message. Leave us a big message. (laughs) 
just thinking it was funny. But we didn't really fully think about everyone who calls our house. And so his mother from Texas called, who's highly religious, and she's like, yeah, I want to leave you a big message. I've been wanting to leave you a big message all day. Why don't you ever pick up? I want to leave you a big message. Oh, my God. It was so oh <laughs> We about died. We changed it. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but that's what that scene reminded me of. <laughs> that is too good. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, sadly, I can't recount a time in my... You know what? No, I take it back. I was 13 years old, and the guy who everybody knew was gay in high school, who hadn't come out yet, who was about to come out like a month later, that's maybe the closest I could get to, yeah, I'm a pussy hound, but with a question mark at the end. <laughs> yeah, how many straight men go, we're pussy hounds? <laughs> Is that a thing? I can compare it to one thing. Okay. Any guy who declares loudly and proudly how much of a fucking alpha he is, is beta as shit. <laughs> sure, sure. Just well, saying. this is how I knew this movie was written by a gay guy because he didn't know what straight men would really say. <laughs> <laughs> that that in the straight character had like this humongous earring in his left ear. I was like, that's a red flag right there. <laughs> Take I mean, the earring out when you're shooting this. <laughs> the 90s were Oh, I get it. The 90s. Well, it wasn't the 90s. This was 2004. Okay, good point. I remember when this came out. <laughs> 2004 was basically still the 90s. No, it was We we hadn't I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We still had body glitter. We hadn't erased all hope yet. I still had a few of my butterfly hair clips at that point. Oh yeah, okay. Good, good. Got it. <laughs> I remember which kiosk at the mall I was working at selling those hair clips. <laughs> oh yeah, I was still working at that in 2004. I was still in college. Uh, where are those kiosks now? I don't even know if that mall is still open. I don't think any mall's open. Malls were a thing for like, there was a century in which we had malls. Yeah, we we launched all our rock singers from them. <laughs> Tiffany. Oh, man. <laughs> How will teeny bopper bands I don't know. Where do they launch? play now? They play in their bedrooms. TikTok. To TikTok and Facebook Live. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is how music happens now. We're kidding. I think the only band I ever saw in a mall was, God, they were like a one-hit wonder, B.B. Mac. Oh, that, yeah. That sounds about I, right. um, Back Here was their one hit. Yes! I remember all of the boy bands. I was a woman of a certain age, so like the NSYNC and the Backstreet, they were right at the exact right time for them to be like burned into my psyche. So. I was a child of a certain age, so every guy who was flamboyant, I was attracted to. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Like yep. all of my crushes, Ricky Martin, Lance, Bass, Clay, Aiken. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Could I not have had a bigger gaydar? Why do women like gay men so much? Is it because we're sensitive? You listen to our feelings and you're not trying to fuck us on the first date <laughs> or the second date or the seventh date. You uh, really want to get to know us as people. We uh, feel like you understand us. <laughs> you want to go to see that new Judy Garland uh, uh, biopic with us. Meanwhile, I'm looking over your shoulder at the hot guy. <laughs> but then we get to talk to you about the hot guy. We, yeah. I think that's what it is. We know how to nod and feign interest. We're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But we're really checking out the guy behind you. Yeah. <laughs> but we're okay with that because we're also checking out the guy behind us. You're okay with that as long as you give us some attention. Look in my direction. <laughs> It's like having a girlfriend, except an excuse to not have another girlfriend. Ah, got it. Got it. That, that part I get. That's, I think, why the trope of having the gay best friend was so big, I feel like, in chick flicks. Or it's like, all right, she just can't have another female friend. Right. Yeah. No, I get that. Because obviously a straight guy wouldn't give a shit about 
okay, tell me again about this guy you're interested in. Right. <laughs> yeah. Whereas we kind of want to know the details. <laughs> How big is he? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> what? Okay, so <gasps> in the movie, did anyone catch the when the reporter walked into the lobby of the hotel for the first time and the desk clerk popped up from the floor? Oh. What was that about? Yeah. It's like a whack-a-mole. <laughs> it was just like he wasn't standing behind the desk. He rang the bell and he popped up like a whack-a-mole. <laughs> I expected there to be like more to that. Like it, I saw it and I'm like, all right, is there going to be something weird with this hotel? No. No. But that's why it was so weird. I was like, okay, that was odd. <laughs> it's kind of like that whole, like they loaded a gun that they never fired with that one. Nah, you know, That's a good analogy. Yeah, I like that. It probably wasn't a good way to, for him to make an entrance. So they were like, all right, when it's your scene, just pop up. <laughs> it's just like, boom. <laughs> like yep. oh, okay, and then they acted like everything was fine. Maybe just a weird guy that likes to startle customers. Exactly, that's what you do for kicks in that town. You turn people gay and you startle customers at it's your hotel before town, before you tell do. them feel comfortable for the night here. <laughs> Ooh, you do creepy well. It's a gift. <laughs> Isn't a gift? Sorry, okay. you could be a daddy. <laughs> it's I do what I can, baby. Sorry. What are the qualifications to be a daddy again? Is there an application? I think it's an age thing, and uh, beards seem to be very big. Well, so. that counts me out. I shave mine. You shave your mane? You get rid of your beard? <laughs> yeah. It's just, I it's, pluck it, mine. It itches. <laughs> oh, by the way, for the men listening to this, uh, yeah, women get facial hair. Indeed. A, a lot of us take razors to, like, everything. Our foreheads, our noses. So do you know your audience? How much? How What's male, female demographic? Last I looked, it was like 75, 25 men, women. I, has it changed? It's around that, still like 70, 30. Gotcha. Wait, so which one is which? Oh, mostly men. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Mostly men listen to you? Yeah. Y- yeah. Got it. Some will do it for ASMR. Oh. Although this is a horrendous ASMR. Are we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like my cackling in the background whenever I laugh. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure someone's fallen asleep to that. So my daddy ASMR, is that turning you in? Oh, yeah. You want want to watch the hole with me? (laughs) Think about us talking about doing a douche to our buttholes to clean it out for butt sex. Seven days you'll be gay. (laughs) Are you sure you weren't the voice to this film? I know. I feel like I could have been, right? Right? I do have Mm. one voice that's creepier than that that I do, but Alice has forbade me from doing it on the show. I will kill you. I will fuck you in the ass. Wait, hold on. Wow. Well, it's, that's okay, not now a, I kind of want to see it. <laughs> like, that's not a threat for me, Alice. That's like, okay, I'll do it if you insist. No, it's, it's, I do a really creepy good Elmo voice, and I will not do it to Alice on the show. Maybe in the post-show. Okay. I won't torture our, our listeners with it. It's, Thank it's, you. It's a pretty good Elmo voice, though. Okay, I guess I'm going to have to trust you on that one. <laughs> I did like, though, how the film ended because they realized, oh, I think the time has surpassed. And, you know, are you gay? I'm not sure. And then they just decide to, you know, the two male characters have sex. Then they realize afterwards, oh, the clock stopped. You never so, got the phone call. But then he does. Yeah. The phone rings. The guy says, you're gay. And he's like, I already knew that. Turns out the guy was gay all along. (laughs) Well, I don't know if he was gay all along, but he was definitely comfortable with it now. True. So he wasn't fighting not trying to be gay. So that was a nice uplifting message. It's like the whole, a journey of self-discovery of your butt. (laughs) Yes. It should have been (laughs) like the whole package. Oh. (laughs) 
Like, I feel like this could have been like Chuck Tingle could have better named this movie. Are, are we familiar? No. no? Chuck that? Tingle, like, it's the pseudonym of an author of primarily gay niche erotica. So here are the names of some of his books. Uh, Space Raptor Butt Invasion. Uh, My Billionaire Triceratops Craves Gay Ass. Uh, Pounded by Bigfoot President. Taken by Gay Unicorn Biker. Uh, gay T-Rex Law Firm Executive Boner. Uh, to do My Ass is Haunted by the Gay Unicorn Colonel. Um, <laughs> does he just have a bunch of T-Rex and uh, unicorn? Oh, no, wait, it's a book. It's not a movie or film. These are books. Uh, unicorn Butt Cops, colon, Beach Patrol. So wait, why were we talking about Chuck Tingle? Because I think that he could give a great title for like the subheader for <laughs> this it. film. Uh, but this was based on an actual mainstream movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. Unless it involves unicorns or raptors, I think then we could throw it to Chuck Tingle. Otherwise... Right. Unicorns in the hole. His earlier work was less unicorny and more just like here's one of the earlier ones. Pounded in the butt by my own butt. I'm trying to figure out how that would work. Look, he's an artist. Pounded in the butt by my own butt. <laughs> but you wouldn't be pounded by a butt. That sounds like just a vacuum. Right. Happy birthday, Frankenstein. Now pound my butt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't understand it either. All right. So Alice is definitely my puppy because I do these tangents all the time and my puppy will like get it all back on track. <laughs> I'm the tangent maker. She's the tangent ringer in her. Got it. We have our roles here. So how long have you had your show for now? Uh, what's the safe word started probably six years ago and I didn't, uh, so my puppy lived in, and when I say puppy, I'm not talking about a bio dog. Uh, so what? We, I was, I thought they talked. <laughs> so my puppy, we have a puppy daddy relationship, which in the gay world is because there's a huge age difference between us. We're not boyfriends. Um, I'm more like a father mentor figure to him. Yes, we have sex. We do have relationships, but we live separately. He's able to date whoever he wants. I date whoever I want, but we come together for cuddles and fun. Anyway, so him and another puppy Bolt, named Bolt started What's the Safe Word six years ago, and they were living in Seattle. It kind of had a marginal success the first two years, and then and then he moved to San Francisco to be with me, and Bolt couldn't come. Uh, so then I kind of started taking over for Bolt, and <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And so the puppy just had me on introducing me as his daddy, and people just loved how little I knew, I guess. <laughs> so people like laughing at me and I'm getting used to being the butt of the joke. But it's it's really exploded over the last couple of years and it's been kind of interesting ride. So and then now we started doing podcasts and which I prefer over shooting because shooting is a lot of work. Right. Yeah. And editing and he's a phenomenal editor. You'll have to watch some of these videos. But just being in a podcast, you can just sit down and talk and you can go off on tangents. It's Awesome. So we do that once a week now. So we'll ha you guys will have to come on. Absolutely. We would love to meet you, a puppy. <laughs> yeah, you'd love my puppy. No. <laughs> I think the story of any person who starts a podcast is, yeah, we had no fucking clue what we were doing. Like that's that's a universal experience of we we didn't know. I definitely <laughs> did not know. So what's been some of the most interesting episodes you guys have shot so far? For what's the safe word, I think the highest viewed one was on douching, cleaning out. People really don't know how to clean out their butt. 
We have not discussed this. Could you give a, we want to send people over to that for the full uh, uh, <laughs> lesson, but could you give people the, the TLDR version? So, you know, gay men have butt sex, right? What? We don't. Send this to NASA. And contrary to popular belief, we don't just do it on the spot. We, the bottom preps. And in, in, in the movie industry, we called it cocktailing. We'd be like, oh, where's the big star? Oh, he's cocktailing in the, in the bathroom. It just sounded more pleasant than he's cleaning out his butt. It's so much more elegant. <laughs> yeah, right. He's having a cocktail. I'm borrowing <laughs> that term. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> where's the vet? Cocktailing. Oh, I'm... <laughs> For three hours. <laughs> but she doesn't Luckily train. She, <laughs> she, she had a lot of fiber yesterday. <laughs> Fiber helps, actually. So, uh, <laughs> oh, one quick tangent. Uh, fun fact: apparently, if you have too many fiber gummies, a side effect is going to the bathroom a lot. So, yeah. if you don't have an enema and you just have a lot of f- delicious fiber gummies, I mean, eat all of them. Don't say I did it, but I, maybe I did. I'm just saying that could cause an overflow issue. Sure. So, and that has, and that's happened on set, especially straight guys who don't know how to clean out. This is why you need to learn. So you need to understand what type of sex you're going to have to know how deeply you need to clean out. So if you go past the second or third wall with the hose uh, with water, it's never going to stop. It's going to keep coming out until you are fully clean. Yeah. So I've had that happen. I had that happen. Don't give yourself a colonic. I had one guy. And so we would give people little fleet enemas to go into the bathroom. And you're supposed to take the fleet enema, pour out everything inside because that will give you diarrhea. Fill it with lukewarm water, squirt water up, keep doing that until it comes out clean. And then you're good to go. Well, <laughs> nobody explained this to the straight model who didn't oh, tell us no. this is his first porn. So we gave him the bottle. He went into cocktail. We started shooting. He came out. Okay, already. <laughs> There's this huge explosion oh, no. of release ah, all over the white sheets. Ah, and everyone and gay guys hate poop. <laughs> they did they freaked out. <laughs> And I'm like, what the fuck happened? I thought you cleaned out. And he's like, yeah, I shot it all up there. And I'm oh, like, no. Did you release it? <laughs> he's like, oh, no, I thought that stuff just went and killed all the bad stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> so this is why cleaning out and teaching people how to clean out is very important. I think he learned a very valuable lesson that day. Mm-hmm. So aside from straight men doing gay porn or just not necessarily gay porn uh, who are about to, uh, you know, put stuff into their butts that have never cleaned out. Apparently, another category that generally doesn't uh, do anal douching, Europeans. What? So, okay. I mean, I think that's a broad generalization. Okay, European women. I will say, well, I, I, I think a lot of women don't know how to clean out because they're used to vagina sex. To be fair, the first few times I did the butt sex, like the butt sex was foisted upon me, like when I was not planning on it. And I did not realize like that was a thing. So I think it took like a few times before. I think some people don't know about it. Like not all our listeners do. Like I didn't know the first, like I didn't know to prep in case that was a thing that someone was going to be saying let's do it middle of sex my question is for women what is pleasurable about butt sex because for men it's a way to hit your prostate which is the only way you can feel like you're having a multiple orgasm 
we have handguns. We shoot one load. You guys have machine guns. You can keep going. I wish I knew, but it just feels fucking great. Like, if I could tell you what it is, other than it just feels fucking great uh, when you add that and a Hitachi, like, holy so, fuck. Like, it's it's one yeah. thing that will give me multiple orgasms and leave me a, a quivering heap afterwards. Audience, I am so sorry, or you're welcome. But you know what's so funny is, and I used to explain this to straight guys when they were asking me about butt sex. Straight guys love to sit on the toilet. Have you ever noticed this? Oh, yeah. And they're so happy and feel so good when they're done. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you know that feeling you get when you get off the toilet? (laughs) You should understand this because you really enjoy having things come out of your ass. Yep. yep. I've actually measured myself before and after post-shit just to see how much it weighed. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah, 0.2 pounds according to my scale. Wow. So, uh, big dumps, big dumps over here. Big dumps. Is that your nickname in high school? <laughs> big dumps. <laughs> dumps like a truck. What? Oh, what? no. Wow. This is my new porn name. Wow. This is taking a shitty turn. Alice Big Dumps Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the, the douching video was very popular. One that really surprised us is we did a wish haul where we uh, bought a bunch of kinky items off of Wish. Oh my and god! For, and for some, and we reviewed them all because we terrified. also used to work in a sex store called Mister S Leather, so we would Stop. compare the products. And that got over a million views, and that just blew us away. I'm not surprised, but I'm I, I need to know what was the most horrifying thing. Oh, some some of the like uh, PVC like hoods and masks they smelt like burnt car tires. Oh, they were awful. Oh. And like, and I tried to put it on my head. Oh, my God. We got wow. this one chastity device that had an internal key, and we were just putting it in, and I put the key lock in and turned the key, and the key broke with the lock inside. I was like, if that was on my dick, I would be permanently locked in this. Your dick would be having a bad day, as yeah. would the rest of your body, sir. Can you call a locksmith for that? <laughs> I think you have to get a cut off. Oh, my God. Well, because the key broke inside the lock. Oh, no. That wouldn't even be in, like, the top ten of weirdest things the paramedics would see in a week. Though. Oh, I'm sure they see. It, what goes up people's butts? Man. Yeah. Light bulbs. Like, <laughs> gerbils. So, there's a lot. There's over 300 episodes, so there's plenty to choose from. Ooh. So, guys, after this show, you have homework. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I'm so excited. And By the way, guys, don't buy sex toys from Wish. I know it's a dollar. <laughs> you get what you pay for. You do get what you pay for. Let's just put it that uh, we there were a couple things that I was shocked, like a anal hook from the local stores, thirty four dollars. I got one that was really good for six. Yeah, so I got nice. one that was about the same price at a at was it Exotica? It was one of like the the main conventions up in the Northeast when I still lived out there. That was same. I swear to God, it was six dollars. Like it was just metal. Yeah. Apparently, they can make them for not crazy expensive. Anal hooks are cheaper than they look. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a surprise. I mean, a lot of stuff is manufactured overseas, and there is that markup. But I mean, the biggest reason is, guys, these people who are on Wish, a majority of them. I mean, how Wish started was basically a lot of companies already are on AliExpress, so they just steal images of someone's actual product. Oh, oh yeah, they were God. stealing yeah. some of the company we worked for. They were oh, selling geez. puppy <gasps> hoods, and they were using our images to sell this. So we ordered one to see the quality, which sucked. Oh, but also, no, what was exactly. funny. 
funny was the descriptions they were using were just Google AdWords for the whole like title. So like Lycra pants was like homosexual, sexy, PVC, latex, gay <laughs> pants. Wow. That's uh <laughs> I don't whew. know what makes these homosexual, but yes. <laughs> Maybe the pants are attracted to other pants that look like it. To other pants of the same lycra. Yeah. It's not a choice. Who are you to judge those pants, sir? <laughs> or made that way. Maybe they watched the hole and now they're gay. They watched it a week ago. A week ago, exactly. <laughs> They've gotten the call, sir. They've gotten the call. Daddy. You're gay. God, I can't do that deep voice. You're gay. <laughs> I'll get you, Gadget. Yeah, I'll come to daddy. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Kool-Aid man. Yeah, I, that was Kool-Aid man, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what I was aiming at. And like, I'm female. I just can't drop it that low. Got it. So we have some patrons to thank. And by the way, patrons, you're going to get the video episode of this. And you're going to want to watch it. Uh, by the way. <laughs> Christopher, out of curiosity, do you have an extra 15, 20 minutes to spare after? Sure. Cool. The patrons, you're also going to get a bonus episode. Yay. <laughs> We're deciding this now. Uh, cool. We're making executive decisions. What's our topic? We'll wing. I, I love how structured this show was. It, it, like We hit every bullet point you gave me. And there were zero to hit. Exactly. That's why we got them all. It's like a big hole. When you have a plan and you can stick to it, we Sam. we had we had no plan and it worked. Well done. Now Good our job, listeners everybody. know our secret. <laughs> so this week we have some patrons to thank, and this week we want to thank Stephen Roush, Vince Wetmore, Mike Sorbetsko, Brian Gowdy, Chris Clark, Phil Thompson, Mike Roberts, Bonnie, Cr Jason Prater, Michael Gad, John Daly, Alexandra Dees, Thea Maeve, Hacksaw, Stephen Jones, Reed Decker, Elisa, Sam Montuf, Paul Freeland, and many, many others. By the way, if you want to become a Patreon yourself, get the video as well as the Patreon-only content. Head on over to twogirlsonemike.com or patreon.com slash twogirlsonemike. Also, if you don't like Patreon or you just want to throw us a couple bucks as a one-time gesture of goodwill because you love us and you want us to be happy and to be able to pay our editor. <laughs> we also have a PayPal. So twogirlsonemike.com, under the donate, you will see a link to our PayPal. So just throw us money there. We'll also mention your name on our next episode. Uh, and Christopher, where can our listeners find you? Uh, you can find us on whatsthesafeword.com. That's W-A-T-T-S, the safe word. And our podcasts are What's Your Safe Word on Spotify and iTunes. Nice. In fact, where can our listeners find you? Y'all can find me at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram and over at Facebook.com slash Cybabe, where I'm doing my weekly uh, live streams telling you all about the COVIDs and how to navigate this crazy, crazy apocalypse that we're in right now with science and sarcasm. Alice, where can our listeners find you and all of the podcast things? Guys, you could find me, Alice, at Rational Blonde on Twitter, but you could find the show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all places at TJOM Podcast. But of course, you should tell all your friends and family about Two Girls a Mike. So send them over, leave us a review, throw us some money, or don't. But make sure to subscribe and like us. It's the porn cast that your grandmother will love. Yeah, your friends will like big mics. Yeah, they like a big mic, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they like big mics. <laughs> They like our big mic. I knew it. We will catch you again next week, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.